Hello and welcome to Legacy Stories. My name is Kua and I am here with Maria. And today's topic, we just discussed now on the fly, and we are excited to record this episode for you. So we were thinking about like, hmm, what should we talk about? And like, I was telling Maria, I'm like, okay, summer's coming up. That means summer vacations are coming up. Like, we could talk about that. And then I thought, or I'm like, you know what? Let's actually talk about like three things that we didn't have or we didn't do growing up as like an immigrant or uh or growing up as a child of an immigrant that we actually now incorporate in our lives so I thought that this would be a fun topic to kind of dive into and to just let you know like how we're kind of changing the the narrative I want to say Ooh, I love it (laughs) you want to start should I start what are you doing you start okay i think our first one is kind of the same for both of us so it it is it started with vacations and i'm like yeah as a kid we did not do vacation number one my parents spent all of their money when i was really little building a house and then the war happened and then they were building the same darn house again because it burned down so i went on a to visit my cousins in another like in Serbia from Bosnia to Serbia and when I was bigger um and then when I was in eighth grade we went to Montenegro because when we are graduating eighth grade in high school we go on big trips like for a week to 10 days so in eighth grade I went with all the eighth graders to Montenegro for like seven days and then in high school, we actually were the first generation, and I'm really proud of us for this, you know, kids after the war and everything, we were the first generation that we came together and collected money, and we went to Greece. We collected enough money over four years to go on like a really good trip, and we really enjoyed it. But that was like the first time, and you know how that reflected later? I love adventure. And I love traveling and I wanted to travel all my life. The thing is, when I came here, I was so scared because we never went on vacations. I did not understand vacations. I did not understand how much it costs to go on a vacation. So being a student, the things that we did were really like local Chicago things. And, you know, it was the free stuff because, you know, being student didn't have a lot of money. That's normal, I think, for a lot of people. However, many times I think we could have gone on vacation for like a weekend trip or something and spent very little money too. It's just that it took us a really long time to get there. So the first time we actually, the small vacation we went to, we went to Wisconsin Dells after my son's first birthday. And then after that, when my second one was born, we went to Florida. And like that's how the vacation started and I was here already for good yeah like 10 years before I actually went on a vacation I love that yeah I have like so. a similar story too like we didn't okay so my first thing too is vacations like didn't have that growing up but now I'm incorporating it into my life into my family's life um 
And I mean, the only vacation, I guess if you call even call them vacations was like visiting relatives and like visiting relatives out of a town. I mean, if you even consider that a vacation, I did not consider that a vacation, but that's, that was the extent of like traveling that I did growing up. And I remember my senior year in high school, I was part of a program that just helped, um, uh, how do I call this? Um, I don't know what the heck is the correct terminology for this. Um, underrepresented groups. I was part of a program that, or oh, minorities. Yeah, that supported minorities. And um, like the senior trip for, for that group was going to New York. And that, I just, I was like, oh my gosh. I thought it was huge. Like, oh, like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like that was my first time on a plane and traveling to somewhere outside of the Midwest. And at that point, the only other place I'd gone to besides my hometown is Minnesota, the Twin Cities. That was the only other place outside of my hometown that I had traveled to. So getting to go to New York City and on an airplane, that was like, oh my gosh, wow, this is so amazing. <laughs> and then um, after that first trip, you know, I got married and had kids. And I remember like, going on vacations was hard too. Like we didn't go on vacations for so, so long. And the first vacations that we would go to, like it was just to Chicago. We would go to Chicago and that was considered a vacation. We could drive there. And even now, like our vacations, um, most of them consist of road trips because that's just the easiest type of vacation that would accommodate like our, our entire family, especially the age ranges. And especially with the restrictions that are going on right now with flights anyway. Um, but outside of family, like if it's just my husband and I, we finally started like planning vacations just for us. And it, it's taken us like a whole decade to get here. And I know that part of it is just like the phase of our family that we're in, right? Like the kids are young. So it's, it's, it's a lot harder to leave your kids when they're younger, but now they're, you know, They've grown up some and it's a little bit easier to leave them be home, to leave them home and just to have a couple days for ourselves. I am still waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Promise it's coming a whole decade. I swear we did not, honestly, we just didn't really go anywhere. Like it was like a trip maybe every three years, maybe. And now we're like, okay, let's, let's get it down to at least we go once a year. Nice. So that's a huge step, right? Every three years to one, every like once a year, huge. No, that's huge. That is really big. I actually, the thing that I want to do next is like not even with my husband. I'm like, ah. <laughs> like I want to go on a date with my husband. We don't have to go on a trip. I would like to start with a date. But yeah. I really have this desire to travel. And I think that might come with time, but it's like, um, I want to travel by myself. Because I did do traveling because international student moving to a different continent. I really loved flying around. I really enjoyed traveling. Like the biggest rest of my, I've been a student. I was a student. I traveled back and forth home for visa renewals and stuff. The biggest part of those trips was actually flying and being at the airports. That when I rested. Because, you know, I would just be finishing exams and going on a plane. And then my family was like, ah! right <laughs> and then I would get back and jump into things again you know and I would be just there for two weeks and you know but the plane rides were my rest 
So I'm just like, I just want to like, I have this desire. I was telling my husband the other day, I'm like, I just want to get on a plane by myself and just go somewhere. He was like, just go. My husband's like such an enabler. He's like, oh yeah, just go. I'm like, yeah, sure. Just go. Just get on a plane. Just go. You can go. You should totally go somewhere. I have have plans. We'll talk. I want to say this to you now that you're like, you're kind of talking about desire, right? Like yesterday, my husband and I were talking and I just, I saw like on Instagram, like this couple, they were in Italy and I like, I'm like, shoot, I want to go to Italy. So I just texted my husband, like, you know what? Let's plan to go to Europe. Like, I really want to go to Italy, like in the next five years. And then like, he texted me back and was like, yeah, we should totally do that. Like, I want to go to France. So now it's like, now it's like, that's on our dream board. That's on our bucket list. That's on our vision board. Right. So it's like, we're speaking into life, like where we want to travel to, you know, vacationing. So it's like, it's such a real thing now like it doesn't feel like it's out of my grasp anymore like it used to <laughs> I can't hold it I'm like I want to squeal I'm like ah, I love it <laughs> that's awesome so next thing that I as a kid did not have <laughs> that I didn't grow up with money and not in the sense like oh you don't have money I mean we did not have a lot of money we had enough to survive most of the time uh but money to buy what you want and i am still working on this and i know so many immigrants can relate to this because we'll buy the cheap thing we'll buy the thing because it's on sale yeah we'll buy the thing but that part of us that you know not having money when you're growing up really means sometimes that you later in life have to work on it become conscious of it because you cannot really honestly go and be like i really want this and just buy that one thing and be like really enjoy that thing that you really want Mm -hmm. instead of just buying these small little hits of things that are cheaper Mm -hmm. and i'm getting like you know what i mean i treated myself when i started working couple of years into my work I really wanted this perfume and I went to Joe Malone in Chicago and I bought a hundred dollars perfume I didn't buy the small little tubes and stuff up to then I would be like buying small little creams and bath and body works and they were okay and everything like there's nothing wrong with them the fact was I wanted that perfume right but like you're like oh it's expensive so you don't buy it the thing is you probably spend more money buying the tiny little things and that you don't really enjoy and that you don't savor and that it's not like what you really want. So learning to have money and not to spend it. And then when you spend it, spending it on like the thing that's like, I want to go to a store and not, and I do this with some things, not worry about what the price tag is to a certain extent. I mean, <laughs> let's not go crazy here yet. But like, I don't, I want to go into a store and be like, no, I really want this and buy that because that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Not because it's on sale or not on sale or I won't buy it. It's expensive. That's oh. like such a big thing because, you know, growing up with like, you have to save, you don't have, and again, we lived in a war. People didn't have jobs. It's like, you know, compared to some people we did really good compared to some other people we didn't do so great but like for me that's not like we did not have this normal stream of income where like 
you could go to your parents and be like, yes, I want to buy this. I mean, they did their best, but definitely could not. They could not. They didn't do it for themselves and they didn't know how to do it either. Yeah. And they didn't, they weren't able to teach us. And then they also did not have the ability to do it. Mm. Awesome. So, yeah, but that's huge for me. That is huge. And that resonates with me so, so, so much too. Thank you for sharing that. That was like totally heartfelt. Um, so my second one is uh, growing up, I didn't have, um, what do you call it? Like a mentor. I didn't have someone that I could talk to about my dreams that supported me. I didn't have, like, I, I had no clue what networking is. And that's something that I, I have now and that I, I go to events to meet people, like-minded people that will support me. You know, like today I just met with someone, a random person in my town. I met him online through like a program and we decided like, Hey, let's meet. And it was just so nice, right. Refreshing to talk to someone that like speaks the same language and you can talk to them about your dreams. And it's like, Oh, they get it. And it's like the same thing with him, right? Like, Oh my gosh, you actually get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And it's like, I didn't have that growing up where it's like, oh, I could share like my huge aspirations and not feel like, oh my God, that's so stupid. Like, why would you want to do that? Whereas now it's like, okay, I found like a group of people where I, I know how to find these people so that I can share my dreams and aspirations and actually be supported, even if it's just like one conversation. And that is so important. It is. It is so important. And I think like as an immigrant, right? Like we kind of have that, um, I don't know how to say this, like kind of the burden of like, well, you're in America now. So you get to like make something of this American dream. And I feel like that's a lot of pressure. And it's like, yeah, I did want, I do want to make something of that. But then without that support, right? Without that support system and the foundation, like that's really hard to carry all by yourself so just like other people there that are kind of going through the same thing you're going through and understand and it just makes such a big difference I hear you like you're not in it alone Mm -hmm. exactly that's so good I forgot what my third thing was (laughs) I'm like I was so into your story that I'm like Cool. crap what was I thinking for the third thing <laughs> okay I, it's gonna something's gonna come to me but you know what I really really like um I was a knowledge thirsty kid like I wanted to read everything learn everything do everything try everything and that was not what I could do back home First, there's two reasons. You're supposed to be nice, polite, not too loud, not too in your face. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> then there wasn't as many resources. So being here, the amount of resources is like, oh my God. And I know every international student in the world probably experiences this when they come to college here. Like the insane amount of resources and things that you can do. You're like, this is freaking better than movies. Like there's not many things you can say it's better than movies, but I swear 
college is better than movies and not because like parties or anything like that sorry those are better back home <laughs> but because like the amount of resources and things you can do especially in this age and day and age where it's like the internet and everything oh my god and even now that i'm no longer in college like you can start a whole business for free basically like it's insane you can you can write books you can like you have so much support so many free resources and i think that's becoming more and more available everywhere in the world but what i'm discovering is that if we don't do that part of the work that many of us even here people who are even born here you know the society the way that the society is built as girls we're not supposed to be getting angry we're not supposed to be loud we're not supposed to be taking space you know all that stuff me you have to kind of work on that part because you cannot use up all the resources and show up how you want if you're trying to play small if you're like i'm not supposed to be loud i'm not supposed to get angry i'm not supposed to be this that i'm not supposed to talk small like the thought that i noticed that i did not realize that i've had all of my life is like i talk a lot Remember, I even told you on the podcast, oh my God, I talk a lot and I talk with my hands. And then I'm like, crap, that's just a thought in my head. Mm -hmm. And who cares if I take a lot? What's wrong with talking a lot? But because you're told you're not supposed to talk a lot. You're not supposed to be the one that takes over the conversation. Like you're not supposed to be the know-it-all. And now I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> We're just gonna let it all out <laughs> i love it it's like now you have that freedom to be you and to express yourself yes i mean look it's a whole bunch of thoughts i am not more louder than quieter like, like they say like you can coach yourself into anything but like the question is do you want to and why would you do it and i'm like i don't want to coach myself into being quieter and talking less because like, to me, it comes almost like naturally, I'm already wired that way, yeah. that I talk a lot, that I talk in a way. And I'm like, and this morning I was explaining something to somebody at work and they couldn't understand it. I'm like, why am I being so complicated? Why am I explaining it above their head? I'm like, just, that's just the way that I am. Like I grasp complex problems really fast and it takes other people a little bit to understand that there's nothing wrong with me or them. It's just, it's just like, First thing, those bubbles we have that like are preventing us to just like enjoy being us and being like big and loud. And oh, good. It's just like, okay, so what's resonating with me is like, so I, I'm like a slow learner and there's like nothing wrong with that. And it sounds like you, you just, like you said, you grasp onto things really fast. Like there's nothing wrong with either of us. It's just how we learn things. And it's like finally learning to embrace that. And not like labeling ourselves as like, oh gosh, I'm being too much or I'm being too dumb. Ah, because you want them all right. Right. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay. So if our listeners have not figured out by now that this is kind of like a therapy session for us. <laughs> it's so fun to come like on here and just be able to like speak about our experiences and what we're going through and what we've learned. Okay, so my final thing, it's kind of twofold. 
So growing up, I didn't have like a beautifully decorated home. I was honestly embarrassed if like my friends would ever come over. Like, gosh, I just like it. I just wasn't like, oh my gosh, like, oh, our house is kind of like, like, like messy. Like, yeah, no, I just didn't. I, I didn't want people to come over and know like this is where I lived. Um, but now like, I, I just love it. Like, I love that I have a home and that I get to like, make it look any way I want. And it's so fun. And it, that can just mean like, I go to the thrift store and I find something and I put it in my house or I do a DIY project, or maybe I do just buy something at regular price. I don't know, but I get to like do it however I want with whatever budget that I decide and make it look the way I want it to look and feel the way I want it to feel it's oh it's the best thing ever and then kind of a crossover with that is like just getting to turn this into a business like growing up never saw the possibility of a business or even the possibility of being a creative and having that be something that um was sustainable and now you know like and now I get to actually live it and it feels so surreal sometimes, but um, it's just the best thing ever. And it's like, this is now the actual dream come true. Like before I felt like I was living a different, someone else's dream, right? Like it wasn't my own, but now it's like, oh, this is actually mine now. And it just feels so, so different. Like I'm, I am working for something that I actually desire and it doesn't feel, how do I say it like that? Um, that pressure on me or that kind of like that suffering almost <laughs> that horrible suffering that you would feel like if you're doing something that you don't even want to do I'm like can we do another episode now got <laughs> 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 this into two because I have so much to talk about dreams yeah. that I have like that realizations that have washed over me and hit me over like last Manto so that like I could cry. <laughs> okay, I know we're done with the three things. Yeah. Do you want to talk about dreams in the next episode? Yeah. <laughs> or do you want to keep going? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about dreams in the next episode. I think that dreams are just so important because dreams are drivers. Like if you don't have a dream, you don't know where you're going. You don't have a map, and that's when people get lost. I'm here because I had a dream, but there's a whole story about the dream, right? Like, so that's the story that I want to say. So next time, everybody, wait to hear about dreams. Come back. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. this was Bye, everybody. Thank Bye. you for listening. Bye. Bye.